What type of investor are you? We can help you find out. If you're looking for a fun and fast way to jumpstart your investment journey, we have just a thing. Take the What's Your Investment Secret Sauce quiz. Within a few short minutes, you can learn what it is that makes you different from other investors, pointing you in the direction of your dreams and goals. Who knows? This might be the first step of what could be an incredible, life-changing journey. Take the quiz by going to kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Again, it's kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. We are sharing what the ultra-wealthy have known for years, sustainable, dollar-growing wealth that will last generations, and how you can apply the same principles to your own life today. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Greetings, Cashflow Multipliers team. How's everyone doing? We're happy to be back here with all of you on this very fine Thursday. Okay, Palm, before we begin, I have a confession to make. Oh gosh, what is this? Well, I recently downloaded TikTok and it has slowly taken over my life. Oh my gosh. Okay, did you buy a ring light? And am I going to catch you doing some sort of dance routine in the middle of the living room? No, but and not yet. But I'm afraid <laughs> I'll stumble onto the wrong side of the algorithm here. Yeah, I heard. TikTok's algorithm doesn't miss. It even knows your, everything about you to, down to your hair color. <laughs> Honestly, it does feel that way. And I've been engaging with a lot of videos promoting investing and talking about, you know, saving and how to become financially literate. I believe the appropriate term the kids use is, quote unquote, money talk. Yikes. Yeah, interesting. Like, tell me what you've learned so far. Honestly, no. If anything, it's a lot of mismoney management and it's little concerning. A lot of Wall Street bros promoting crypto, NFT talks, and credit card hacks that aren't bad. I just don't want anyone to lose money because of this misinformation. It really does feel like there is so much noises in this industry. It's hard to decipher what is true. Yeah, I can understand that. Even outside of money talk, I have seen a lot of people who claim to be experts promoting their ebooks or enticing people to sign up for the investor newsletter. It's really hard to keep up and even harder to decipher what's legit. It seems like everyone's an influencer these days, right? Definitely. People want to know the secret to success and we can't blame them. But achieving success isn't the same as creating sustainable long-term wealth, right? Anyone can be successful for a moment. A video can become viral overnight. People win lottery like every day. But what happens afterward? That sustainability is a key and a lot of talking heads claim they are the ones who have found that secret. Yeah, I know we joke on TikToks is a kid's app, but do you know who... I think would be a great Yoda for these youngins to learn about money. Is it um, our BFF, Warren Buffett? Oh my gosh, it's like you <laughs> read my mind. Yes, I was referring to Buffy, Warren Buffett. <laughs> yeah, that guy stuck around, stuck with his same investment principle for decades. And I think he's definitely not starting an NFT collection anytime soon. I don't think so either, right? When it comes down to this, there isn't a lot of like variations in how the ultra wealthy seek to keep their dollars growing. In fact, Rihanna and Warren Buffett, I don't know if you know Palm, hmm. they have a lot in common than you think. Oh, wow. 
Yep, they are most likely manage their money more similarly in comparison to what they don't do. So if everything seems so streamlined for them, why is it so hard to access this kind of information for everyone else? Especially since everyone else are everyday people like us trying to make a difference in our financial future in these uncertain times that we're living in, right? If there's one thing to know about the Kitty Sisters is that we aren't gatekeepers. And in our exclusive group chat between us, Rihanna, and, you know, our BFF, Warren Buffett, there are plenty of screenshots to be shared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not true. But it's if we manifest it here, it may be, right? Yep, I know I'm kind of geeky here. But recently, the U.S. Trust completed a survey of nearly 700 high net worth individuals. I mean, investors. We're talking about people who have more than $3 million in assets, right? And it's this super long 67-page report that has a lot of graphs and words like primary income earner. If this sounds like your idea of a Sunday morning read, we'll link it up in the show note as well. <laughs> but the question is why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love reading that stuff. But for the rest of us who just want the Spark Notes version of the report, we've got you. And in today's episode, we're going to break it all down for you. We are sharing what the ultra-wealthy have known for years sustainable, dollar-growing wealth that will last generations, and how you can apply the same principles to your own life today. Let's get into it right now. Absolutely, and love to do that. Okay, the first thing, number one thing, is that you need to know that the wealthy, what the way they're thinking of wealth is a really long game when it comes to investing. In fact, 6 in 10 high net worth investors seek out a well-balanced, risk-managed growth. So what does this mean? It means that even if they knew that their investment would give them a low return, the value they held was for the lower the risk in their investment. That's why they want that kind of investment. We talk a lot about calculated risks here, right, on the Casual Multipliers podcast, and for good reason. Even the top investor know each investment they make could come with risk, right? However, as we're learning, there are ways to mitigate that risk. How? By focusing on long-term growth while keeping near-term opportunities in mind as they go. So they ask themselves, what's available to them right now, near-term opportunities, aligned that is in alignment with their long-term financial goals. You might be surprised to know that vast majority, 83% to be exact, of investors made their investment gains through long-term buy-and-hold strategies. And if something isn't broken, why fix it, right? No one knows this better than the OG investment bro, our <laughs> BFF, Warren Buffett. Oh, or better, as I call him, Buffy. Yep. His strategy was simple, focused, and efficient. He said money is made in investment by investing and by owning good companies for long periods of time. Now, you may want to ask him what defines as a good company, but we don't want you to miss this focus and disciplined approach to investing. Buffett was fully aware of the noise surrounding many investment opportunities he was asked to participate in, but guarantee he didn't invest in every thing or every company that presented to him because just because the deck looks good. Instead, he turns down the noise, minimizes emotions, and focus on the near opportunity with minimal risk. Yes, absolutely true. The second thing to note from the high net worth investor is that they consistently have an eagle eye out for how to minimize the impact of their tax when making an investment decision. And we're right there with them, right? There is coming from me who has to pay, you know, six-figure tax bill once upon a time, and it was an experience I absolutely don't wish on anyone. <laughs> In fact, for many investors, minimizing taxes is even more important than pursuing higher returns, regardless of the tax consequences. No matter how much they are making at the end of the day, the number could be smoke and mirrors compared to compare that against any real number that counts, which is their net pay. How much money you're really putting in your pocket after taxes? 
now, guys. While people like Warren Buffett and Rihanna have expert teams of people handling their taxes, the bottom line that cuts across the board is that poor tax management will add up over time and can easily cost you to sacrifice large portions of your gains for this year, right? Cash flow multipliers, you know, we say this all the time. It's never really about how much money you make. It's all about how much money you keep. Absolutely true, Nan. And if you have more questions about taxes as it relates to apartment syndication and apartment investing, we're the girls for you. And you know what? We've also made an awesome playlist full of practical, ethical tax saving tips. So be sure to go back to episode 34, your tax saving playlist for keeping more money in your pockets without feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, so the third way is they use leverage as a wealth building strategy. We're a big fan of using leverage. You guys know that, right? So when we learned that nearly 65% of high net worth investors agree that leverage is a strategic way to build wealth, we couldn't help but put smile to ourselves. Now, let's remind our people the importance of leverage again. Good point. So leverage in investing terms mean the use of borrow capital or debt as it's more commonly known to increase the potential return on investment. There's a lot to this. And again, as your financial BFFs, we hope that we can help you cut through all the noise on investing so you can that you see on the internet. We have talked about this at length on episode eight. Actually, debt is a good thing. And we'll link that in the show notes so that you can deep dive for yourself. Yep, guys, basically, we're a big fan of leverage and have used debt to build some incredible stuff here. And it looks like we're in the majority on that one because according to the U.S. Trust Report, it state 8 in 10 investors use leverage to their financial advantage. However, we wouldn't be doing our due diligence without clearly stating that there are risks that comes with this. Not to fear, though, there's a lot that can be learned about leverage and it makes and the benefits that it has by doing a little bit of research. And of course, by listening to this podcast, Yes, as we move on to the fourth nugget of information in this in the report, right? We would remiss if we didn't acknowledge the effect of the pandemic. As we all saw, those printed dollars turned into stimulus checks and unemployment perks, and that many other relief programs the government was providing were really just the tip of the iceberg when it came to the problem that it actually created down the line, which is inflation. Yep. And while we're all feeling the pain after a simple trip to the grocery store due to rising prices, it can feel like the worst is yet to come. Would you agree or not, Palm? Um, maybe. Every day that goes by, we're getting more and more information about how big of a problem inflation really is. Don't take our word for it. Here are some of the latest headlines and quotes that came out from just this year alone. Yep. Larry Summers, who was the former U.S. Secretary of Treasury, is, quote, saying... He warns inflation outlook is pretty grim, and he urges the Fed to move faster on rate heights. Another quote, Fed chair admits gas inflation is not about Putin. That came from Kevin MacArthur, who is the minority leader in the U.S. House of Representatives. And lastly, Goldman Sachs said inflation will be worse than fear this year. We're not here to scare you, just to share some truths about what's happening right now in 2022. As the government continues to create money out of thin air and pumping and pumping it into the system, it's going to create a problem that is as simple as supply and demand. This is going to be where you'll flash back to the econ days in high school and college. But it's really, really a simple concept, right, Nan? Yep. The higher the demand, the less there is in supply. So it takes more dollars to purchase the same item that we used to be able to purchase for a few dollars. And that's pretty insane, right? I mean, how do people even protect themselves from such a fury as inflation? And the rising prices are 
putting us in. I mean, that's crazy. Well, for a starter, we can look to the people who have created more security for themselves on this issue, the wealthy. And the wealthy is investing in things that will continue to go up with inflation. Nat, any guess what that could be? Hmm. Well, it brings us to the final nugget of knowledge. The fifth is that the wealthy invest in tangible assets, such as real estate. One of the things I love to do in my spare time is to look up celebrity homes. Google is free and I have no problem comparing tennis courts between Beyonce and, you know, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so while you're doing your that in your spare time, know that almost half of the high net worth investors own some sort of tangible asset, such as our favorite asset, multifamily apartment, of course. And this asset produces income for investors and it also grows in value over time. And investor profile says a lot about them, right? Think of it as a beautifully curated Instagram feed. But instead of the same aesthetic across pictures, it's similar building properties and stocks and bond that hold similar values. Each investment is an individual decision for them, for us, and for you, right? There is no doubt that wealthy understand how tangible assets can be a key element of a well-rounded portfolio. Okay, and speaking of portfolio, we definitely had a record-breaking year in 2001, and we're going to be closing today's episode with a recap of what happened in multifamily segment last year. Yep, as we were coming off the whirlwind of 2020, we were entering 2021 with a lot of uncertainty. And the biggest questions apartment investor had was, are people going to continue paying rent? There was a lot happening during that time between some rent hikes in different cities, so eviction moratoriums, but... What people were doing at the time, which was super surprising, was that 98% of renters still chose to pay their rent. Now, however, this doesn't mean 98% in every single market across the U.S. because some landlords and businesses reside in unfriendly states. But in the states that we invest in, 98% of the renters paid their rent. How is that possible during the eviction moratoriums, which, by the way, have been ruled as constitutionally illegal? It's because it was never about rent forgiveness. It was always about delaying the payment for the renters. And delaying payment eventually catches up with you, as anyone with a credit card knows. Mm -hmm. And shout out to the Sunbelt market because 98% of those renters kept paying their payments for their rents. So what happened in 2021? According to the Yardi Matrix survey, the annual rent growth of 13.5% was more than double any previous year. And apartment absorption counted nearly 600,000 units, which is roughly like 50% more than the previous annual high set in 2015. So Nan, when we were looking at the circumstances surrounding us at the time, obviously we had to make a choice, right? Yep. So we knew that we were in an inflationary market and that the Fed was not going to stop spending, sending checks out to people who were staying at home rather than working. Yep. So however, while the Fed may still be supporting those who stayed at home, their leases were about to expire in 6 to 12 months. With that in mind, we decided to raise rent with little to no renovation. And that's why 2021 was probably one of the best years ever for apartment owners. Raise rent without having to fork out dollars for upgrades on the property. Done. Again, as the dollar continues to lose its value and inflation is going up, those who are apartment investors who currently own apartments will only see their buildings increase in value over time. And who knows, maybe Taylor Swift will be zealing our house one day. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. Do it, Taylor. That's it from us today, guys. Did you guys learn anything? We hope you did. And don't forget to tune in next week as well. As always, please leave us a rating and review. We read all of them, guys. And share, share, share. Follow us at Kitty Sisters on IG and on our website at thekittysisters.com. Talk soon. 
We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast.